This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. Welcome to Magpies Unrestricted. Hello ladies and gents and welcome to Magpies Unrestricted where we'll be talking all things Newcastle United. I'm your host Chris Simpson and joining me as always is Cara Thistlethwaite. Hello. And we are joining you listeners after a 2-0 defeat for Newcastle against Liverpool on Saturday. I think the, well the big, well, you know what actually, let, let's just kick off with this first of all. The game started with a minute silence for Christian Atsu whose body uh, of course was found unfortunately uh, in the rubble of his home in Turkey following the earthquakes. Um, we mentioned this last week, obviously, that he was missing and still missing after, you know, quite a quite a long time afterwards, you know, wasn't looking good. And unfortunately now his body has been found and we do have confirmation that unfortunately uh, he was killed in the earthquake. He played 107 times for the Magpies between 2016 and 2021. Uh, of course, therefore, you know, playing in the team that got us promoted in 2017, Newcastle uh, said ahead of the game in a statement that they were profoundly saddened by his death. Added that he was a talented player and a special person. He'll always be fondly remembered by our players, staff, and supporters. Uh, and I, yeah, I all I can do, all we can do, really, is, is echo that. Um, he always came across as a really nice bloke. Um, obviously, devastating for his family. Survived by his wife and, and three children. Oh yeah, obviously just just devastating news, unfortunately. And, and that was how the game uh, kicked off yesterday. Um, was, yeah, spoiler alert, listeners, we're, we're recording this on the Sunday, so the so game it's still only very happened depressed. yesterday. Um, <laughs> uh, yes, I mean in terms of the game itself, uh, pretty disastrous all round, uh, unfortunately for Newcastle. Um, I mean, we'll get to the the goals and the defeat in a minute, but again, the big the big takeaway really from the game and the big disaster from the game beyond the defeat was the loss of Nick Pope, who <laughs> you know, Did I mean, let, let's face it, it was absolutely comical uh, getting sent off for his handball outside the box. Obviously, tries to head it when it was like really low on the ground, gets it all wrong, lands on it, instinctively grabs it, and then he's off. Um, obviously I think it kind of summed up all of Newcastle's game though to be honest like a comical flapping across the board really I mean it it feels harsh that you know that's something where you get a straight red and then of course then a ban which means he misses the cup final Um, considering it wasn't a you know Luis Suarez I'm going to handball it on the line to stop the other team scoring or something but at the same time you know that is the law I can understand it it feels particularly harsh in this case because of what the suspension is going to lead to and that really puts us up well shit creek to be honest yeah (laughs) Uh, for next weekend listeners uh, as I'm sure you're already aware of by now obviously he's going to miss the cup final our number two choice, of course, Martin Dubravka. He can't play because he's cup-tied, having literally played for Man United in this competition during his loan spell. That, barring a emergency recall of Carl Dahler, which we're pretty sure can't happen, I don't think. 
pretty sure he's not allowed to be recalled. Yeah. From what I've seen. Uh, again, obviously, listeners, if this comes out and obviously the situation has changed, again, we're recording this on Sunday because it just works for our schedule this week. So, you know, by the time this comes out, maybe we'll know a bit more. But at the moment, it's looking like it's going to be Loris Carius or Mark Gillespie. And, you know, <laughs> it's, it's a hell of a choice. I mean, you know, Carius hasn't played a first-team game since 2021. So that was well before he joined us. Gillespie's not played a game since 2020 when he played a couple of times in the League Cup for us. Um, of those two, I th- I think it's more likely to be Carius who starts. He does have a bit more of a pedigree. Um, He's also played a game, um, a competitive game, more recently than Gillespie. Yes, um, but again, yeah, still still a while for him. But uh, funnily enough, though, listeners, if he does start, it will actually be his first game for an English club since the 2018 Champions League final when he played for Liverpool. Now, obviously, the fact that he's played in Champions League final, on the one hand, kind of bodes well in that, well, if you can handle that, you can handle a League Cup final. On the other hand, he didn't really handle that because that was the one where he famously made some really bad mistakes. Again, all that he, being he said, all that being said, yeah. <laughs> Ramos did a number on him because mm. who else would? And you know, I, I, to be honest, I, I think it's, I feel bad for him that that's kind of the defining game of his career, and I don't think enough is made of the fact that he had a head injury; he shouldn't really have been on the pitch. Of course, it didn't help that during the game itself, it wasn't actually obvious that he had the head injury. There wasn't like a big incident with it and a lot made and then oh we should have gone off but he stayed on and that I think is then kind of shaped that narrative but and hey look (laughs) maybe and I'm clutching at straws here maybe this will be sort of redemption game in a cup final exactly Mm -hmm. and he's gonna you know again former Liverpool player he's gonna wanna you know the the opportunity to prove that against say Man United (laughs) um, is not gonna um, go unnoticed either but yeah really We've we've really like we have you know I mentioned a few weeks ago after we got through the semi, oh how good would it be you know if we can now get on a bit of a run build up some momentum go into the cup final as good as possible and we've done the exact opposite of that we've our preparation for the final is all about as bad as it could possibly be <laughs> short of some calamitous injuries which will probably you happen this week a, in training you just had a calamity goalkeeper but I mean <laughs> even though he got sent off Newcastle were already down 2-0 um, from Darwin Nunes and Cody uh, how do you say his name? Uh, Gakpo Gakpo I didn't want to ruin it anyway um, in the 10th and 17th minutes so you can clearly see what a wonderful start that Newcastle yeah, got. Yeah, exactly. Got we'd, off or- to. Um, we'd already got off. To, yeah, pretty bad start. I mean, I think I think clinical it, finishes from Liverpool. Yeah, but I think it goes down to show how much better you played when you went down to ten men. You know, Allison had some really good saves to keep out. Um, so Maxman, Almiron, and Wilson, and Dan Burn hit the crossbar with a header. So we did. Yeah, you, we made some chances, if, if didn't Newcastle, we? With ten men. Yeah, if Newcastle had started from zero rather than from the 20th minute um, after the dramatic calamitous <laughs> goalkeeper error it, it in a way it's even more frustrating so because because Liverpool didn't get any other goals yeah there was I say there was, there was some good good attempts at goal from yeah. Liverpool but the two clear chances were the two ones that they took clinically when Newcastle had four men yeah and and it was just 
it was a massive defensive error. Yeah. Both of those, and including the, um, the, the, the goalkeeper sending off. It was a defensive error and it was a massive mistake. Um, deci- or, I suppose decision. Uh, from Pope to go out there he should have just gone back on his line they had more than enough time and he just panicked and ran at it and then had to go through with it at that point there was no other option for him so it just it, I suppose it's even more frustrating and we can only hope that Newcastle come out of the blocks at the start because the last couple of matches they've had in the Premier League at the moment they have been waiting mm. for something else to happen and then have had to come back from behind or have then had to try and claw something from nothing and then struggle. So, yeah, I mean, I suppose that is one, as I say, it's, um, as you say, frustrating in the sense that we didn't, yeah, really get into gear until we ha- absolutely had to, you know, be, you know, facing the, the reduction to 10 men. Obviously, on the other hand, it is at least somewhat encouraging, I suppose, that, you know, considering that we were tailed down, then down to 10 men, you think, right, we're going to get battered here. Yeah. And we didn't concede again, despite the fact that we had to play, you know, the end of the first half and the entirety of the second with 10 men against, obviously, a Liverpool side who were then feeling confident. And they that, did really struggle. Liverpool yeah. really did struggle to get into gear with, with when Newcastle had, had 10 men. But as you say, like... But, yeah, it, it is frustrating, as you've exactly just said, we've been so slow out of the blocks now for several weeks running and as you say we can't afford that in the cup final next weekend because as we'll get to you know Man United are playing really well we need to be at our absolute best if we're going to win it's a one-off game and obviously you know anything can happen but let's face it Man United are at the moment they are a much better team than us we need everything to go right for us on the day we yeah. need to be we need to maximise our chances and look even if we play well Man United are really good the posi- refereeing the posi- decisions happen who knows yeah, the, but the, we have to maximise our chances the positive is at the moment that, that Man United have also been pretty slow out of the blocks in most of their games the thing is they are once they get an opportunity the players they have up front especially Rashford at the moment that opportunity is normally converted and that's something that many teams in the Premier League at the moment are being incapable of doing converting those opportunities that they have so they might not create much but when they do you know they're almost guaranteed a goal so Um, if Newcastle can come out at them and frustrate them it's going to take a moment of genius which again uh, sorry Newcastle can do as well but Man United are more than capable of giving a moment of genius to let loose one of their forwards who will then potentially score especially with your third choice goalkeeper Um, but frustrate them for long enough and we all know that Bruno Fernandes will be the first person (laughs) to do a foul and yeah, hopefully one of them will get sent off. But again, because it's Man United, no one ever seems to get sent off for even the worst tackles. <laughs> yeah, I mean, again, listeners, yeah, we are recording this right after the Leicester Man United game on the Sunday. Um, Sabitzer should have walked, and obviously the game could have played out very differently if he had, because I thought Leicester did play pretty well. A couple of you know, really good saves from De Gea. I'm not bothered but... about that score, though, because. <laughs> You, Leicester you did, played well, you, you honestly, which you, you is played, more than Leicester have done for fifty percent of this season. You played so better played than well, that score, and I, I feel I like it should have been a two-one because that wasn't frigging up. That wasn't onside. You can jog on there. <laughs> oh yeah, had opportunity because someone who's taller than him's shoulder was over across the line. Yeah, okay, whatever. But um, <laughs> it should have been two-one. <laughs> but j- just to get and back- it should have been a ten men. <laughs> 
Just to get back. And Bruno Fernandes needs to have his leg broken or something because he's really annoying. It's a bit <laughs> harsh, but... All right, I'm going to try it one more time. No. Just to get back to Newcastle, listeners. <gasps> <laughs> and, just, and just to, before we yeah dive fully into the sort of cup final preview, just in terms of Newcastle's top four chances now, yes, we are still actually in the top four. I think our chances are well and truly over unless we immediately, and I mean immediately, go on a big winning run like we kind of did around sort of September, October time because it's now only one win in seven games and I think I think the cup run obviously the fact that you know, we had the two legs against Southampton won both legs that I think really papered over some cracks in terms of how our league campaign's been going and we've mentioned obviously all the draws and stuff obviously now we've got another defeat in there but yeah that's one win in seven Premier League games in that run we have only scored three goals Yeah. so again we've got no attacking momentum going into the cup final Wilson Yeh scored the other week but that's it you know it's just Isaac obviously still isn't um, you know firing st- obviously Almiron's goals have dried up We're, so you know we've got no momentum at the back uh, sorry at the, fo- uh, the front and I say I think at the back as well again you look at the table we've still got the best defensive record in the league by quite a long way we've only conceded 15 goals the next best teams are defensive records Arsenal and Chelsea have both conceded 23 so again we've literally got an 8 goal cushion on that and yet all that being said it really doesn't feel like we've actually got anything going for us at the back at the moment because again you look at you know we conceded against Southampton in the second semi Yeah. we conceded well obviously 2 against Liverpool we conceded um, the weekend before that against Bournemouth Again, don't get me wrong. I know we were on like a crazy run of like, oh yeah, getting clean sheets almost every week and everything. And obviously that shouldn't be dismissed, even if um, you know we're not really scoring at the other end. But it really kind of feels like that kind of airtight, rock solid, you know, um, kind of aura that we had around our defensive capabilities. He's gone. Even a few weeks ago, I think I think he's gone. Mm-hmm. And I, maybe I'm just being really pessimistic after what happened in the game against Liverpool and obviously the, the last few weeks cup, cup final uh, you know qualifying aside again has been pretty disheartening so maybe I'm just being you know overly pessimistic and you'll have heard that from me plenty of time if you've been a long time listener uh, when you know from the Steve Bruce era go back and you probably thought god how does he actually make it through the week but like it just it just feels to me like, as I say no momentum up front you know the the aura that sort of invincible aura at the back is gone and it, it really worries me we do have Bruno coming back yeah uh, next Sunday uh, you know for the cup final you know we do play a lot better with him in the side he does give us a lot both defensively and going forward as well but again you know Man United have got Casemiro coming back it'll be interesting to see what Newcastle do in the match after this cup final because We've blamed it on a bit of pressure, a bit of taking their eye off the ball because of this cup run. As I say, what happens after, and what you said as well, what happens after in the possibility of getting into this top four, which we thought was almost a given a couple of weeks ago. Um, it be interesting what happens because I think it is quite a pivotal role, a point, sorry, at, at this moment for, for Newcastle which way do they go because they've been stunning in their performances 
but at the moment we're in a bit of a bog and it's how do you get the way out of this because it's a fairly new team playing together mm. how are they going to work and figure this out as a squad yeah and that well that's the thing as well is if if we were to we'll use the cup final next weekend which obviously is a strong possibility how how are the players going to cope with that mentally mm. as well because it, it's it's one of those weird things where if we'd have lost in the semi-final it, I mean, obviously that would have been it would have felt like a missed opportunity of course it would but I think getting to a final and then losing and I, I, I say this having not really experienced finals very often listeners in fact well given that again I, I was kind of too young to really remember the, the Newcastle's FA Cup finals until basically England actually got to the Euro 2020 final <laughs> And then the women did the year later. I've not really experienced any. And obviously, yeah, England lost and that's gutting. And I think, yeah, in some ways, getting to the final and then losing is going to be even a bigger blow than if we hadn't made it at all, especially on the players. Mm. Again, I don't want to get too pessimistic. We haven't played the game yet. And if we if the players go in thinking, well, we're going to lose, then obviously then we will. So we need to obviously try and be positive. But it's, you know... How are they going to cope if if we don't? Because I think if we do win, that could really kick us back into gear and really spur us on for the rest of the season. If we don't, I worry about what's going to happen in the league. Again, I'm getting ahead of ourselves, but it's you know it's one of those things where obviously things have been going so well for us for most of this season. You think, oh my god, we're finally we're finally not a banter club anymore. We're not the one that everyone laughs at all the time. We're not Arsenal. <laughs> Oh. I'm sorry Arsenal fans I think it's I, Liverpool at the moment isn't it and Chelsea uh, but you know what I mean but it's like you can take you can take the banter out of Newcastle but you can't take Newcastle out of the banter only only we could lose our first choice keeper a week before our first cup final in like 24 years and then not even have a second choice because he's cup tied <sighs> for the, having played for the team that we're about to face. I mean, you couldn't write that. I hope. I and hope. Newcastle are the only team, if you were going to write it, where you would be like, "Yeah, actually, no, that checks out." <laughs> I hope that I hope that Pope gets a lot of ribbing for this because it was his fault. I mean, um, he will, but I think at the moment he's going to be he's going to be so gutted that, like. You know, I think everyone would probably feel like it was a bit harsh too because he is going to be good and he did, he deserves to be playing in that final. Yeah. You know, fair enough, like he gets sent off, but as we've said, does he deserve the one match ban? Again, I know it's a difficult thing because then you've got to like treat every, you know, incident differently and all the rest of it, but it's like that it, it, it's different than a you know Suarez handball on the line to stop someone scoring you know what no, I mean no but it's, he did deny a goal scoring opportunity by throwing himself but, on the ball which is a red card so I get it but anyway look, he's not going to be there so you know that's that's that but yeah as we said Man United playing very well at the, at the moment mm. you know they're firmly above us in the top four um, really they're almost at this point in the title race I think they're only six points off Arsenal which you know, is doable if they if they beat Arsenal. Mm. Um, you know, I think they're they are up there with Arsenal and City now in terms of being in that race. Marcus Rashford's in great form. I think he's got eight goals now um, since the start of this. Um, sorry, since the turn of the year. Obviously, you know they've coming into it again with momentum. You know, some good wins over Leeds and, and Leicester. 
Um, mm. Regardless of the issues in the Leicester game, they're just going to look at, oh, we won 3-0. Yeah. You know, we've got plenty of goals, we've got a clean sheet. Um, again, I'm grasping slightly at straws here, listeners, but they do have a big game against Barcelona on Thursday in the Europa League. Now, normally you'd think, oh, it's a Europa League game, they probably won't, you know, they'll put out a second string team, but against Barcelona, I don't think they will, because that kind of elevates the tie. Yeah. So, again, I'm not, I know I'm slightly grasping at straws here, but they're probably going to have to play some of their first team players. You know, we should be a bit fresher than them. Whether that matters, if it's, you know, if it doesn't go to extra time, that maybe doesn't matter. But, I'm, again, I'm trying to grasp at straws here, listeners, because, look, as I say, they're coming in it with momentum. We're coming in with coming into the game with zero momentum I'm feeling pretty pessimistic it's you know they, they're, they're players more experienced as well with yeah. cup finals big occasions yeah but why not suit Newcastle coming in as the underdogs because I think a lot of teams prefer to come in as the underdog there's no expectation on them as such I, I think that can definitely help in some ways um, and certainly in terms of like maybe the players mental preparation but at the same time, as we said, apart from like the odd player, like say Kieran Trippier, who's obviously had big games for England, not many players in that squad have played in cup finals before. Um, so it, again, it's going to be one of those interesting scenarios of like who's going to rise to the occasion and who's not. Hopefully, everyone does because I say if if we turn up and we play as good as we can, and look, well. Second, I hope that either Carrius, Gillespie, whoever ends up in goal, uh, you know, really turns up as well. But obviously, we are going to be down a key player in Nick Pope. But if all the outfield players turn up and perform the way they have done at times this season, then there's no reason we can't win, even with Man United playing well, because that, we know how well we can play and we've mm. shown it. The problem is we've just not shown it for a little while, and we kind of need to somehow get that back. But Look, I mean, I'm going to be a nervous wreck on the day. What do you mean on the day? You're already a nervous wreck. You're going to be a nervous wreck all week. I am. I was. I was so livid during the, that Liverpool game. I really was, listeners. Um, <laughs> I honestly didn't want to be here with them in the room. It was annoying. <laughs> well, you're fortunate enough that you're not going to have to be in the room with me during the cup final. So you've got that going for you at least. Exactly. Yeah. It's going to be miserable all the way down from Newcastle. Oh, man. But, <laughs> hey. You're going to be sat in a pub with more miserable Newcastle fans who have all decided that they've already lost and come up with all the excuses. I mean, I think, apart lost. from my brother, I think it's going to be you're surrounded by Man United fans. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Not if you go to a pub in Newcastle. Ah, uh, we want to. Uh, spoiler alert, listeners. Spoiler alert. <laughs> I don't know why I, don't know why I say that. Uh, it's not a spoiler no one actually gives a shit about I'm on my stag do next weekend I'm in Newcastle <laughs> however as much as we would love to stay in Newcastle I think to watch the final on the Sunday I think for everyone it's going to make more sense for us to head back to the North West so I think fortunately I'll be watching it in Warrington rather than in Newcastle uh, I mean well ideally I'd love to be at the game but um, so if anything as I say I think there'll be more Man United fans watching than uh <laughs> Than, than Newcastle but I'll be flying the flag anyway um, and hey yeah look it's exciting and it's worrying and it's nerve wracking and it's a feeling I'm probably going to have to get used to because hopefully this is only just the first cup final of many to come for Newcastle you know in the coming years that we never had a hope of when Ashley was in charge again huge asterisks 
uh, or even asterisk next to it, not asterisks. <laughs> no, you are um, not a small gore. <laughs> uh, next to that being the ownership, and we will talk about that next week, especially if Newcastle win. But hey, if we win, um, God, I hope we win. <laughs> Who knows? Man United might be owned by Qataris as well at that point. So <laughs> or Elon Musk. Or Elon. Oh, I hope it's Elon Musk. <laughs> Absolutely, hope you've seen I'm not. I, apart from Newcastle winning a cup final, I'm not sure anything in a footballing context might give me greater enjoyment than, than Elon Musk buying Man United and running them into the ground. Sorry, listeners, if you are a Man United fan, but if you are, why are you listening? <laughs> because they're your friends. <laughs> the only people who we'll we'll see after the stag do. <laughs> but hey, we are going to be back one way or another next week to digest either a fantastic cup final uh, cup win for Newcastle or a heartbreaking cup defeat but yeah come rain or shine we will be back to discuss it mm. in the meantime we've been Magpies and Restricted if you could give the podcast a like and subscribe and g- give us a positive review that would be a huge help but yeah until then I've been your host Chris Simpson thanks Cara no problem and thank you listeners bye, bye. This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to bigheadsmedia.com for more great podcasts.